Amen. I just love when the Lord works things like that out. I listened to parts of that song, and as I was looking at my notes and listening to the words, said they're they're preaching most of my sermon in the words of the song. And you know that when that happens, the Lord is doing something. Amen. And so we praise the Lord for that. I want you to turn with me to uh, Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. And uh, we're going to primarily look at one verse in the scriptures this morning. It's a verse that we've been to before in our Sunday morning time, but one that we need to spend time with often and uh, just uh, just hold your, your fingers here. And of course, as we look at one verse in the scripture, we want to understand that verse. We're going to look at several others. Uh, no verse in the Bible stands by itself or can be taken in its own context. It must be understood in the context of the Scripture. And uh, the verse that I want us to pay attention to is Proverbs chapter 18. And let's just go ahead and read that verse, and then we'll look at some others. Verse 10, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. One more time, Proverbs 18.10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it, and it is safe. How many of you are paying any attention at all to what's going on in the world around you? Uh, Number one issue, security, is it not? I mean, we're talking about uh, the security of our nation, the security of our borders. We're talking about uh, the anniversary of the death of Osama bin Laden was just passed. And, of course, they were very concerned here in New York City that something would be attempted. And, and yet, as they've gone through his papers, they found out he was a man who was losing control and understood it before he died. That's a good thing. But security is one of those things that is quite elusive, is it not? I mean, how many of you felt secure September 10th, 2001? We all did. No one had any thought that anything like that could have happened. And yet it did, did it not? You cannot listen to the radio without getting... uh, 50 gazillion ads for your identity security. Uh, in fact, I remember one memorable set of, of uh, commercials where this guy's identity, they played it as it was a separate person and he would go off and do all these crazy things and, and the guy would try to control his identity. Yet the entire health care debate that our nation is facing right now. And you need to pray about that. What is the facade for, or the argument for health care? Well, we need to provide a safety net. Uh, all of the welfare programs, all of the things that are going on are all about security. They tell us that women marry for one primary reason. Security. Our mayor is trying to make us secure. He has banned secondhand smoke so that when you who never go in a bar walk past one, get to smell it. Somebody explain that to me after service. Uh, He's protecting us from trans fats in our diet. And, uh, and, and uh, recently, a whole bunch of homeless people who could have used some really good food couldn't eat it because it had too much salt in it. Boy, I feel safe. 
But how many of you living in this city have felt a need for a little more security at one time or another? You felt a little nervous. I mean, maybe it was late at night and all of a sudden you look around and you're the only person on the platform. Uh, That can be an interesting feeling. I remember one time uh, Brother Copes was with us and we went downtown. It was late. He wanted to uh, see uh, the harbor lights at night. And so we were down there and it was a little later after a service. And uh, he said, one thing I noticed about you is you walked on the one subway car and then you walked off and walked on. Yeah, I wanted to make sure there was somebody else on the car. Uh, I mean, that's just the way we are. And and listen, if you don't take some steps for security, you can find yourself in an awful lot of trouble real quick. Somebody said, uh, uh, I I just wish I had a little more money so I would be secure. And I said, well, wait a minute. If you had a little more money, enough to be secure, there'd be a whole lot of other people trying to get it from you. And then you'd be insecure now, wouldn't you? We can battle all day long, and 1 Thessalonians 5.3 puts it this way, For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. You know, it's coming. The world is finally going to find the security that it wants. It'll be in the person of the Antichrist. Sudden destruction, and they shall not escape. I'm going to stick with the Bible, my friend. Back to our theme verse, the verse we're looking at. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. I'm not advocating insecurity this morning. But what I am trying to get us to think about is what is truly secure, where, where true safety is, and where safety is not. How many people thought they were safe when the Titanic left its maiden port on its maiden voyage? Almost everyone on the ship the safest ship that had ever been built. Was that not the bill? Listen. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Now, this is a proverb. This is one of the... A proverb is a statement, uh, a very short statement that has massive amounts of wisdom crammed into it. Uh, Read Proverbs chapter 1. It says in order to get that wisdom, you're going to have to study that verse. You're going to have to meditate upon it. You're going to have to think about it. How many of you have ever really taken time to think uh, and to look at this verse and understand how do I run into the tower that is the name of the Lord? How many of you have ever seen the tower that is the name of the Lord? I mean, how do you go into the name of the Lord? Well, the prerequisite here, it doesn't say, whosoever will runneth into the tower of the name of the Lord. Now, does it? It says, the righteous runneth into that tower. And is safe. The first verse I'd like to stop at is one that I bet almost everyone in here can quote. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, what's the rest of it? Shall be saved. Does that sound like safety to you? The greatest enemy that you face, the greatest problem that you're going to deal with is what that reflection in the mirror wants to do. Is it not? 
We fight against ourselves. We hinder ourselves in the service of the Lord more than the devil ever could. We have to spend more time working against ourselves than we do anything else. How many of you remember the struggle it took you to get saved? When you finally laid aside your religion or your family or your own thought processes, you finally put all of this aside and said salvation is only in Jesus Christ. And I'll ask him to save me. I'll throw myself upon his mercy. How many of you remember the definition of mercy according to the scriptures? Mercy is something that is received by the vanquished at the hand of the victor after the battle has been lost. When we finally stop fighting and we surrender to the Lord, then we can receive His mercy. And the Bible tells us that He will forgive our sins. Not just some of them. Aren't you glad that God forgives all of your sin and not only the ones that you can remember? Aren't you glad that when Jesus died on the cross, he paid for all sins forever? He was the sacrifice. The Bible tells us that for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That is the tower that the righteous run into because you can't be righteous on your own. How many of you were part of a religion where you tried to be righteous? The closer you got, the more sin you saw. Does anybody remember that struggle? You'd say, I I did so well here. And then all of a sudden, you would open your eyes and say, oh, my goodness. Hope you didn't say, oh, my God. That's just adding another sin. That's being careless with the name of the Lord. It's a tower that the righteous runneth into and is safe. But the only way you can be righteous is to call upon his name and accept his righteousness as a gift. That's when he saves you. Amen. Jesus has extended salvation to every person who has ever lived on this planet. I'm glad I'm not a Calvinist. I'm glad I don't believe that God just has picked and chosen certain favored people that he will save and all the other ones he doesn't care about. I'm glad for God so loved the world. But I'm also glad that he's never lost one soul of those few that have called upon his name. You see, the righteous runneth into that tower and is safe. Amen? If you battle with depression, if you are overwhelmed with all of the things that are going on around you, would you take just a few minutes, if you are truly a born-again child of God, and remember what you did when you got saved? And let me tell you, God will remove that depression from you when you take your eyes off circumstances and put them back on the name of the Lord. And all God's people said, Jesus, as he was on his way to Gethsemane, was explaining to the disciples the last remaining things that he would talk to them about before he suffered on the cross. And as he was talking with them in John chapter 16, and if you have time this afternoon, I would recommend to read the 
John chapter 14, 15, 16, and 17 to give the story that tell us those things that Jesus imparted to his disciples as he was about to face the darkest hours in all of history. In John chapter 16, verse 24, it says, Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name, ask, and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. How many of you have ever received a specific answer to a specific prayer? I'll tell you what, that does something inside now, doesn't it? I mean, that makes the clouds go away and the sun shine even in the middle of the night. When you know that the Creator God of the universe took time to listen to your prayer and specifically answer you in a way that you are sure that only the hand of God could have worked. I'll tell you what, prayer is a wonderful thing. How many of you worry when something happens? Raise your hand. Otherwise, you're just adding to the list. No lying in church. Amen? If you lie in church, you'll lie anywhere. Be careful. What if instead of putting that energy into worrying and trying to figure out what am I going to do and blaming God for the circumstance, We called on God the Father in Jesus' name and brought our petitions to Him knowing that He ever heareth and ever careth for His own. Does that sound like safety? But I don't want you to raise your hands on this question. I just want you to think about it. How many of you have ever been in a real crisis and you really prayed. And it just felt like your prayers only got about this high. I want to challenge you. That little verse in Proverbs is talking about you. You see, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. What's the next two words? Can you look it up in your Bible? Proverbs 18.10, say them out loud. The righteous. You know what? You get yourself in a jam because you've disobeyed God's word. You're not going to find the comfort and the safety in prayer that you want to find or you would find if you had been walking in the steps of the Savior and then had that same event transpire in your life. Hello? Are, are we together? Do you see the difference between the two? You see those little words, the righteous. It's talking about walking in the steps that Jesus wants us to walk in. It's talking about that daily struggle to get rid of me and obey Him. It's talking about being concerned about the things that Christ is concerned about and not worrying about the things that He's not concerned about. You know, little children will teach you an awful lot about yourself. I believe that God gives us children because He makes us, wants us to understand what He has to put up with from us. Amen? I don't know how many times people say, You have 12 kids, I only have one, and I can't handle it. Listen, God wants to teach us some things. Little children get all upset about the wrong things 90% of the time. Do they not? They're concerned with what is in their little mind in their little world. 
How many of us as adults, and I have to catch myself constantly, I want to say, don't you understand what's going on? This is such a little insignificant thing. It doesn't matter. Just leave me alone and let me get the important stuff done. How many of you glad God doesn't treat you like that? But sometimes when a little child is really cranked up about the wrong thing. I mean, uh, there is a word in the Bible called uh, discipline. Dirty word today. I was reading an article. They have a new classification for people now. The hypersensitive person. They've done studies. I actually went to the hypersensitive person website. And they said products. And I said, man, this has got to be good. So I clicked on, they had a whole set of books. And then they had programs for children to teach them how to be, I mean, uh, how to be hypersensitive. Oh, my goodness. Can I ask you a question? Is there such a thing as a non-hypersensitive person? Can I explain to you how to be not a hypersensitive person? It's real simple. It's happening to somebody else. Because when it happens to you, you're a hypersensitive person. Isn't that the way it works? I mean, when it happens to somebody else, it's easy to sit there and say, let the Lord carry your burden. But are you doing that when it happens to you? I mean, let's get back to this verse here. I mean, I've got three more points. I want to get you out of here before you have to leave for Oklahoma. But uh, listen... The name of the Lord is the strong tower. How do you get in there? Get saved. Amen. Amen. Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. How do you stay in there? Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask that you may receive that your joy may be full. I'll tell you what, when I'm safe, I got joy. Amen. How many of you have ever battened down all the hatches and watched one of them nor'easters roll through our city? And I mean, the rain is pounding and the wind is blowing and just feels kind of nice inside. Till the water starts leaking in the basement. Let me tell you, God doesn't have any leaks in the name of the Lord. The righteous runneth into it. Don't expect God to answer your prayers if you're not walking in His footsteps. I know that's harsh. God doesn't stop loving you. But let me tell you, would a good parent help their child be bad? Let me tell you, there's an awful lot of bad parents out there. Don't make it easy for your children to sin. We were sitting down in the bank the other day, and the lady just sitting there, and, and, and we were doing some opening a checking account for Rachel to go to school. And, and she said, how do you get along with all those brothers and sisters? I said, oh, it's real easy. She doesn't have a choice. <laughs> Teller didn't quite know what to do with that. Oh, I guess you're real strict, huh? Yeah, look it up in the dictionary. My picture's there. <laughs> you know why? Because if you're not walking in the footsteps, you can't ask in His name, and then you won't have the joy. Now, if you like S's, we got salvation. Point number two was supplication, our prayers. 
Colossians 3.17 says, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. How about service? How many of you have ever wondered, what does it really mean to serve the Lord? How can I serve the Lord? How can I do that? Well, it's part of the name of the Lord here. It says, Whatsoever ye do in word or deed... Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. had a guy ask me one time. He already knew the answer to his question. Problem was, his answer and my answer, they just didn't agree. He said, Pastor, is there anything wrong with beer? He said, I can't find a verse in the Bible that says there's anything wrong with beer. I said, really? I said, well, let's, let's just try a little test. I said, let's go down to the store and, and buy us a six-pack of Budweiser or something. And then I want you to pick it up and say, in the name of Jesus, thank you, God, for this little can of beer. It makes the hair in the back of my head stand up to say that. Because it's blasphemy. I said, can you thank God for all the little children to go without their dinners so mommy and daddy can buy beer? I said, can you praise God for all the bruises that happen because people get in a fist fight and do all the wicked stuff that's connected with that lousy little can of filthy, rotten stuff? By the way, have you ever smelled it? I used to have to clean up after office parties. Other than the word of God, let me tell you something. I'll never touch a drop of alcohol by his grace because of all the filthy, ignorant, vile things I have seen and had to clean up after people that have tasted that stuff. You got a question if something's right or wrong? Try doing it in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father by Jesus Christ for Fill in the blank. And let me tell you something. That'd solve a lot of problems real quick now, wouldn't it? I mean, that decision wouldn't be so hard. To watch that filthy movie. Can't give thanks to God for that. Amen? Play that video game. Well, it's all fantasy. Yeah, you you talk to these thugs that play those video games and then go do it to a real human being and end up in prison for the rest of their life. They'll tell you there's no connection. But that's not all they lie about, my friend. That's not all they don't understand. I'm going to listen to music that talks about things that you would never commit in your worst nightmare. But because it's set to music, it's okay, right? Well, wait a minute. Whatsoever you do in word or deed. Now, let's get this a little more practical. This is a question we ask often around here. Since last Sunday morning, how many of you have failed in your service for Christ? My hand's going up. I'm going to be honest. Listen, before I lost my temper, if I'd said, can I do this in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him, Jesus Christ, guess what? That thing that had upset me wouldn't have been so upsetting anymore now, would it? You see, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Sometimes we feel like temptation is just God, it's hooking us and, and dragging us and, and we're putting our fingers in the, uh, in the ground and breaking our fingernails trying to dig in and get a hold as we feel like we're being drugged to the pit of sin. When 
if we would stop trying to resist a temptation, that doesn't mean giving in. And start doing something in the name of the Lord. Those temptations would run the opposite direction as fast as they can. You've often heard me talk about spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is doing right. Spiritual warfare is doing something in the name of Jesus that you can give thanks to God and the Father through Jesus Christ for what He did in your life and allowed you to do. Amen? We need to stop and start thinking about those things. And because we're not, the tempter comes. We're outside the tower. We're not righteous. We're not safe. Believe on the name of the Lord. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Acts 9.29 says, And He spake boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Grecians. But they went about to slay Him. Apostle Paul, remember him? He was still... Excuse me, he was still Saul here. He was still just newly saved. But he spoke in the name of the Lord, Jesus. You know what? When people, they love to argue about religion and politics. Don't they tell you, well, if anything, don't discuss religion and politics. One that uh, Rush Limbaugh makes how many millions of dollars a year talking about politics? And how many other people make lots and lots of money talking about religion and politics? Uh, what is it that uh, fellow in the head of TBN, they're just doing another, another investigation because of too much money being spent personally out of company funds. We don't have to worry about that around here. There are no company funds to spend personally. Amen? Anything that's extra, we send to the missionaries. Uh, by the way, that's the way it ought to be. Amen? But how many of you have ever talked to somebody else about their soul? It can be a terrifying thing, can it not? But let me tell you something. When somebody listens and gets saved, there is no more greater joy than you can know in this life than to watch another soul being born again. Uh, if you're going to do that, you're going to have to speak boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus. I remember when I was a young preacher, I was working in a church and the preacher said, we're, we're, we're putting together a new soul winning program. And I said, oh, okay, what, what is that? And, and it gave us, it was a little book and it was all written up and it said, now, if you're going to win somebody, Lord, you got to start talking to them. Talk to them about their cat. Talk to them about their dog. If you notice pretty flowers, talk to them about the flowers. And then work the conversation around so that you can talk to them about Jesus. I said, wow, I never thought about that before. Boy. And then I thought about it again. And I said, well, wait, wait, wait a minute. That's what every filthy, rotten, high-pressure salesman in this world, from fuller brush man to selling all the filth in the garbage, that's what everybody does. Whatever happened to talking about Jesus? And you know, I've talked to some people and I said, can I talk to you about Jesus from the Bible? And they said, no. I said, well, I have nothing to talk about then. 
I came here to see you, to visit you in the hospital, sometimes in the special hospital, if you know what I mean. And I've sat there and I said, listen, I've come to talk to you about Jesus. I had one guy tell me, he said, you're crazy. I said, the only problem is, sir, they're going to let me go home. You see, the lock on the door isn't to keep me out. It's to keep you in. Because they don't trust you with what you would do to yourself if you got outside that door. You see, sometimes you got to speak boldly in the name of the Lord. No, he didn't get saved. But let me tell you something. He understood that he had the problem, not the preacher. We're not here to accommodate the world. And if you feel uncomfortable, I'm sorry that you feel uncomfortable. Get saved and you'll love this place. Amen. We don't want anyone to go to hell comfortably from inside this church. We want to make you as miserable as we can so that you'll trust Jesus as your Savior. Then you'll be safe. Amen. Then you can pray and know that he'll hear your prayers. Then you can serve God and know that you have a purpose. And you can speak and know that you have something to say worth saying. Last one is the one that nobody likes. But you know what the next point is if we're looking for S's. We got salvation. We got supplication. We got service. We got our speech. What could only be the last S? Suffering. Do you know that sometimes God calls upon his people to suffer? Do you know that sometimes God, in his love for you, has to make you suffer so you'll stop doing what you're doing that is not good? Is that not the job of a parent? I mean, I enjoy making my kids' life miserable. Amen? No. But if they're not doing right, I don't want them to be happy about that. I don't want them to pat themselves on the back and say, well, I was wrong, but I did the best I could. Hey, that may cut it in the world, but that doesn't cut it with God. And the last time I checked in the real world, you can do that all you want, but you're the first one that gets laid off. Uh, You're the first one that's going to get fired, right? I mean, isn't that the way it works? Acts 21, verse 13, Then Paul answered, What mean ye to weep and break mine heart? For I am not ready to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. It'd be a privilege to die for the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen? Amen. You've got to give your life for something. What have you given your life for? What are you expending your energy? What is your life accomplishment? My prayer is that my life accomplishment will be his name is lifted up. That some people that wouldn't have heard the name of Jesus will have heard his name through the ministry and the life that God gives. It's not because of me. It's because of him. But there are people that will listen to you that will never listen to a preacher tell them about Jesus. Some of you could give the story. Man, I was afraid to come to church until somebody brought me. 
Then I realized they really were weird over there. But it's a good kind of weird. Because they run into the name of the Lord and they're safe. All the other things that I did didn't give me any safety. I mean, the God has painted the perfect picture of the world's philosophy of safety. The ostrich. How many of you know what an ostrich does? When danger comes, the ostrich digs a hole and sticks its head in it. While the rest of its massive bulk... And ostriches are strange little creatures. They got a little knot up here for a head and a big long tube and then... And then two little long legs that hold it up. And when danger comes, the ostrich takes that little head and sticks it in the ground so it can't see what happens. Uh, Could I challenge you? That's what the alcohol business is all about. That's what drugs are all about. Both the illegal sort... And by the way, the prescription kind too. Now, I'm not saying go home and throw your pills away. I'm not a doctor, all right? If you got high blood pressure medicine, take it, please. But listen to me. 90% of all emotional problems could be solved. If you could take discipline, put it in a serum and inject it into the arm of the person suffering. Do you know what discipline is? Discipline is saying no to panic in my heart and yes to the tower of the name of the Lord. You see, the righteous is not automatically in the tower just because he's righteous. He's got to run into that tower to be safe. How many of us as Christians find ourselves standing outside the tower and we wonder why we're not safe? I mean, if I were to stop the average person on the street, do you know about Jesus? What's the answer? Oh, yeah. Everybody knows about Jesus. Are you saved? Oh, that's for bad people. I'm not a bad person. Bad people tell me that. Oh, that church, that's for the sinners. But I'm not a sinner. Well, wait a minute. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Paul said, Jesus came to die for sinners of whom, what? I am chief. You see, if you'll call upon the name of the Lord, He'll give you His righteousness and make you safe. But if you want to run into that tower, I know this doesn't make sense if you have the picture here. Okay, I'm going to run into the tower. Get on your knees, amen? That's how you run into the tower. Calling upon the name of the Lord. Praying in Jesus' name. That means I'm asking God in the name of Jesus for what Jesus would give me the right to ask for if he were here. And by the way, he is. Amen. My service. Why do I do what I do? Can I give thanks to the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ through Jesus Christ for what I'm doing? If I can't, maybe I ought not be doing that thing. Am I speaking in the name of the Lord Jesus? If I'm speaking in the name of the Lord Jesus, guess what? I'm going to disagree with those who are not. Not everybody's right, I'm sorry to say. In fact, the Bible's very clear. Most people are wrong. It says, broad is the way 
and wide is the gate which leadeth unto destruction. Why do you think every city in this country has a broad way? Hmm? No, it's not a conspiracy. People do what they do against God most of the time without ever giving it a second thought. This is the wide road. This is the big road. We'll just call it Broadway. Why not? That makes sense, doesn't it? And yet the Bible says that's the way that leadeth unto destruction. Of course, you can't have a more destructive Broadway than the one that's just uh, across the river. The world says there's a light for every broken heart on Broadway. I don't think there are that many lights. But I'll tell you what. If you'll do what you do in word and deed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and give thanks to the Father for what you do, you'll find a lot of safety in your life. You'll just find there's a lot of things you cannot do. There are places you cannot go. There are things you cannot listen. There are clothes you cannot wear. You're going to find that there's an awful lot of things that you cannot do, but I'll have safety and freedom in the tower of the name of the Lord. Every Christian should mature to the point that they can talk to somebody else about their soul. I want to challenge you. If you can't lead someone to Christ, if you can't give someone else the gospel, carry some gospel tracts with you. Just get some of our church tracts. If you're afraid to say, I don't know what I would say, I don't, just ask somebody, can I read you this track? It tells you how, what the Bible says. Listen, if you can read, you can do that. And if you really want to scare somebody, say, hey, listen, let me just call my preacher. He'll come over if he can. And I'll tell you what, I will. Sometimes God asks us to suffer, but it's never without a purpose. And if we would in our suffering look back to the name of Jesus who loved us so much to die on the cross, maybe we could trust him with the things we don't understand. And you know what we'll find? Safety. There's no safety in the world. But the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Can I ask you a question today? Are you safe? If you're not, It starts with getting saved. Then, you've got to take these other steps and you'll find something. You'll find that there is a barrier around your soul that not all the forces of evil combined can penetrate because the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. Lord, in many ways, right now is the most important time of our service. I thank you for the hymns that we can sing. Thank you for the music and the special music that you provided. Lord, we'd just love to see you work. And They had no idea what my sermon was about, and I had no idea really what their song was all about, yet you put it together so wonderfully, Lord. 
we think we're going to perish when we enter the flame, and yet you've just designed it to set us free. Lord, we ask today that you would work in the hearts of those who are saved here today. That we would take advantage of the tower, the strong tower of the name of the Lord. That we would run into it. That we would not just stand at the door or or stand outside and admire it. But Lord, that we would run into it where the safety is. In our prayer and in our service and in our speech and Lord, even in our suffering. That we would enjoy that safety while the storms of life round us beat. Lord, we pray for those that are with us this morning that may not know you as their Savior. Lord, we pray that today would be the day that they would surrender their life. That they would call upon the name of the Lord. That they would accept the gift of righteousness, the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. That they would believe in the death and the burial and the resurrection and be saved right even here today. Lord, we pray that you would be worshipped in this time of invitation. And that that time of invitation would be a motivation a launching pad for worship in our daily lives through this coming week. Lord, I pray that you would burn this verse into our hearts and our souls. And when we feel the tempter approaching, that we just run into the tower and be safe. And when we feel the dangers of this life, we just run into the tower and be safe. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together.